Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello and welcome to Exchange Traded Fridays, a weekly roundup of what's going on in the ETF space. I'm ETF.com Managing Editor Heather Bell, and I'm joined by my longtime colleague, Senior ETF Analyst Samit Roy. Good morning, Samit. Morning, Heather. We're also joined by David Botsett, Senior Vice President and Head of Strategy and Products with Charles Schwab. Welcome, David. It's great to have you on the podcast with us. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation on this wonderful Friday morning. Yeah, let's get things rolling then. Samit, we've had some developments. Can you kind of give us like an overview of what's going on with inflation right now? Do you think it's peaked like some people are positing? Absolutely, Heather. So as everyone is well aware, we did get that CPI report earlier this week, and we finally got some concrete evidence that inflation is starting to cool. As everyone listening knows, the headline CPI grew by 8.5% year over year in July. That was down from 9.1% in June. What's most interesting, though, isn't that headline number. Sure, that might have peaked. We'll find out in the coming months, but it's still much too high. But if you look at the details within the CPI report, there are some clues which suggest that going forward, inflation might decelerate notably. And in particular, it was encouraging to see that month over month change in the CPI declined substantially. In fact, if you look at the change in the CPI from June to July, that didn't increase at all. Sure, a lot of that had to do with that 8% decline in gasoline prices we saw, and gasoline makes up more than 5% of the CPI basket. But even without volatile energy and food prices, core prices only increased by 0.31% from June to July, the smallest monthly increase since September 2021. Now, that's just one data point, and maybe next month CPI accelerates again. Who knows? But we have to start somewhere, right? If inflation does manage to come down to a monthly level of something like 0.3%, well, then if you annualize that, you get 3.7%. That paints a much different picture of inflation, a more encouraging picture of inflation than just looking at that headline 8.5% rate. But again, I have to say, this is just one data point. We have to wait and see whether this slowdown in inflation proves to be something more lasting. Heather, what are your thoughts on this? Are you in the inflation has peaked camp or not? I would like to be in the inflation has peaked camp, but like you said, it's one data point. So it's really hard to like say that there's a trend going on. And I feel like we're in such an unprecedented situation between the wake of recovering from the pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I feel like there's so many factors going on that nobody can really definitively say whether inflation has peaked or not, or even what lies ahead um, in terms of recession, of course, which is the big, big discussion that we're hearing now. I'd love to ask David about the fact that Charles Schwab uh, just launched the 
Schwab Crypto Thematic ETF with the ticker STCE. And I thought it was interesting that Schwab chose to enter the thematic space after focusing so much on broad asset classes. So I was wondering, could you talk about a little bit about what Schwab's rationale was in bringing STCE to the market? Sure. Happy to do that. And and thanks again for having me. You know, I think at the forefront of everything that we bring to market in, in Schwab Asset Management is taking insights that we learn from our customers and our clients. What are they seeking? What are they asking for? What exposures are they interested in adding to their portfolios? We take those insights and we turn that into our research agenda. And in this case, we were hearing from clients that in in certain segments and clients in particular, that they were interested in being able to add exposure to uh, the theme of of crypto uh, and digital assets. So we took that into our research and uh, developed what we think is a a great product in the Schwab crypto thematic ETF. I I think it did take some folks by surprise of, of our move into this space. But, you know, I would really liken it to things like dividends. You know, our, our largest ETF in the market is our, our dividend equity ETF, uh, SCHD. You know, in, su- in such the, much the same way, when that product launched over a decade ago, what we were hearing from clients was the need for income. Um, and as we, we took that insight in and we, we developed the research and, and worked with the index provider to put together the index to which that ETF tracks, very much the same here client-focused insights and delivering on what we are hearing from our clients as a need within their portfolios. Gotcha. I was also wondering, Schwab has launched STCE in the middle of what many are calling the crypto winter. So could you maybe speak to the timing of the launch? And was that just, you know, it was part of Schwab's long-term plan or did launching it now seem particularly auspicious? Just curious about what the angle is on that. You know, for for us at, at Schwab, we don't try to time the market when we bring a new new product or launch a new product. Um, in the case of the the, the Schwab crypto thematic ETF, um, it happens to be in in a period where where people are referring to the crypto winter. But for us, it's really all about identifying the long term theme and listening to clients. And we then take that, as I mentioned before, into our, our research process. We know that over time, there's going to be ups and downs in this category of investment. But we think that the duration of this theme is, is, is years and years in the making. So the fact that we're launching now in, in what is a, a volatile time and perhaps a, a time where valuations have stabilized a little bit in the cryptocurrency space is really just a, a, a matter of coincidence. Um, because we weren't necessarily trying to time it uh, to anything related to valuations. I was also wondering what kind of like reaction have you gotten from your investor base with the launch of the STCE? You know, we, we've been very pleased thus far and, and the product's now been trading for uh, just over a, a week. But I think the reception that we are seeing as judged by client feedback as well as trading volumes uh, gives an indication that what we were hearing prior to the launch about the desire to have a product is really playing true. So I, I kind of highlight a, a few specific data points. Uh, I know you are all uh, deep in the weeds and ETFs and probably see this uh, as well. 
But as we look at uh, the average volume for a product, and we know August uh, trading volumes tend to be lower uh, than we see in other periods of time. But even in the month of August, as we've launched here, our average daily trading volume is over 50,000 shares a day, which is even greater than some of the products that have a, a little bit more history to them than our own. Um, we're also seeing uh, bid-ask spreads extremely tight and competitive um, relative to what else is in the market. So we're seeing spreads within uh, about 20 basis points on a bid-ask basis. And for those that may be more familiar with broad-based ETFs, they may be scratching their head and say, well, around the 18, 19, 20 basis point spread seems like a little bit larger than I would expect in, in, a, in a broadly traded ETF. But we have to remember that the underlying assets in which this ETF invests tend to be more volatile. And therefore, market makers that are, that are making markets have to account for that in the spreads that they're delivering. And just as an example, I think yesterday, as you looked at Coinbase, had a move, uh, intraday move of around 14%. You can see when the underlying investments can be that volatile, the bid-ask spreads may not be as, as tight as you would expect in, in the broad-based products. But certainly, as we've analyzed the markets, they're well within the, the, the arbitrage bands we'd expect uh, for a product, especially a new product, um, just out of the gates. Dave, you talked about how STCE is seeing some pretty decent traction in its early days. What are the biggest distinguishing factors for this fund compared to the other rivals that are out there, especially since we have seen quite a few launches targeting similar themes? I really think it comes down to, to two dynamics. One is the price and the other is the index methodology. So let me just touch on those two um, very important aspects. So number one, uh, the price uh, of our product is, is 30 basis points. That is the lowest cost product within the category. So we, again, at Schwab Asset Management, have used our tremendous scale in our index business to drive down the price for investors. I think uh, perhaps a, a lot of people may be less familiar, but we manage over, uh, nearly $400 billion in index assets across our index mutual funds and ETFs. And that provides us a huge scale opportunity to continue to drive down costs for investors. And we did that here. And, and that's a big distinguishing feature. The second that I mentioned is the index methodology. So we made an acquisition uh, of some intellectual property a couple of years ago, um, and that uses a nat it's a natural language processing that is able to assess huge amounts of data on companies, publicly available information on data. So we use that, and we combine it with human insights, the AI that's used with natural language processing, and systematic models to assess potential constituents. So we look at those, and then we select and weight those constituents based upon that analysis and the determination of what we call a thematic beta. What that allows us to do is in the index methodology, it identifies companies frequently that, that may be distinct and different from other approaches to identifying companies that are involved with cryptocurrencies. So I'm gonna give you just two examples of some names that are in the index that STCE tracks that we don't find in many others. One is NCR Corp. Uh, many people may be familiar with NCR Corp. 
um, a, a well-recognized brand and company and, and maybe look and say, well, what's the tie to cryptocurrencies and digital assets? Well, NCR Corp acquired Liberty X and Liberty X operates one of the largest network of Bitcoin ATMs in the US. So it's, it's an up and coming part of their business in which our a thematic beta process identifies their exposure, we believe earlier in the process to become a, a potential or to become an index constituent. Another example is Stonex Group, another name that we don't see uh, in many of the other indexes. Um, they uh, have a subsidiary that provides institutional clients the ability to trade and custody cryptocurrencies. Those are two examples of U.S. companies. There are many others in, in our Japanese, European, and Latin American holdings where that process of identifying companies through human insights, AI, and systematic models tends to identify companies much earlier and include them in the index in a differentiated way than we see with comparable products in the marketplace. Thematic beta, I like that. Now, obviously, Dave, there's a lot of regulatory obstacles in the way, but do you envision Schwab would ever consider launching an ETF that holds cryptocurrencies directly? You know, that, that's a, it's an interesting question and one that, that we've spoken about. I think it's a little bit too early to say for us uh, specifically. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the regulatory environment is, isn't clear today. Um, it's not clear for cryptocurrencies in, in a number of ways whether that be some of the, the direct access or through um, 40 Act ETF products and the like. So for, for us, we continue to take insights from our clients as to what type of exposure they're looking for, and then looking for a regulatory framework that, that helps us make the best decisions on what products to bring. And, and as those two things continue to evolve, both our, our client insights as well as the regulatory environment that will inform our future product development uh, potential in this space. Fair enough, fair enough. And Dave, before we leave you, I have to get your thoughts on the crypto space in general. What is this most comparable to? Is crypto comparable to an investment in technology? You know, I, I think a lot of people tend to extend it to technology, but I, I'm not sure that it's appropriate to categorize singularly into a, a particular sector. You know, as we look at, and, and we talk about this in our index methodology, you know, I think a lot of people tend to focus on, on the cryptocurrencies or digital assets, but there's also the developments that underlie that in the blockchain technology that can be used and harnessed in so many different ways that extend beyond just technology. You know, we're talking about the ability to to uh, to better harness medical records and being able to more seamlessly share medical records of individuals between doctors or between a doctor and a hospital um, as just one example. So I think that that while many people think about it as technology, uh, the expansive um, utilization and, and areas in which, whether it be cryptocurrencies, digital assets, or the underlying infrastructure and things like blockchain have so many different use cases that, that putting it in that category of technology kind of isolates it and, and narrows it more than, than the potential that it likely has in the long term. Well, David, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
Um, we've really appreciated your insights. Well, thanks for having me. It, it's been great to, to chat and, and connect. Appreciate your coverage of the ETF space and the education you continue to deliver to investors. So thank you for your efforts and, and thank you for the time today. Yeah, it was great to have you join us. This has been Exchange Traded Fridays from ETF.com. On behalf of me and Samit, thanks for listening in this week, and we hope to see you next week. You can find Exchange Traded Fridays on all the major podcast platforms. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.